Hello everyone, I'm Bob Keezer. This is the Son of Man Urantia Project. Good morning from the Ecuadorian Andes. A bit chilly down here today. This episode is part two of chapter 23 at Gilboa and in the Decapolis. More about prayer. Jesus' comments about prayer and worship led the apostles to keep asking him questions for days afterwards. The following information on prayer and worship is one of the areas in the story of the life and teachings of Jesus where the celestial authors state that they are summarizing Jesus' words for us in more or less modern language. First, any prayer, regardless of how much or not it's based in actual spiritual reality, will expand that soul's ability to receive spiritual impulses if that prayer is offered with faith. Second, when praying, remember that sonship with God is a gift that has been freely given to you. In other words, you don't have to do anything to earn the right to be a son or daughter of God. Just like it was your parents' will that brought you into being on earth, it's God's will that brought you the grace of the new life in the Spirit. Because of this, you must accept your gift of the Spirit from God, your Father, with faith. Just like a child naturally has faith in the gift of life from its earth parents. From there on, you earn righteousness by continuing to develop your character. Third, Jesus used prayer to enhance his spiritual union or his ability to communicate with the the paradise deities. In a similar fashion, prayer leads man into true worship or spiritual union or spiritual communication, if you would, with God the Father. The level of a soul's spiritual receptivity is what determines how much of the heavenly response a person can recognize and in turn use in their lives. Fourth, prayer and worship are ways of detaching oneself from the monotony of earth life and tools for progressive intellectual attainment and religious self-actualization. Fifth, prayer cures the problem of too much self-critique. To pray like Jesus taught soothes the soul, and Jesus reaped the benefits that come from praying for others. He almost never prayed for himself. Sixth, prayer is the breath of the spirit life in the midst of the temporal life on earth. Worship is the salvation 
for pleasure-seeking generations of mortals. Seventh, if praying is said to be like recharging the spiritual batteries of the soul, then worship is like tuning our minds into the spiritual broadcasts from our Father that are being sent throughout the universe. Eighth, prayer is the earth child looking for its spiritual father and facilitates the process of exchanging the human will for the divine will. Prayer turns what is into what should be. One of the reasons why Peter, James, and John, the three who were usually with Jesus during his night-long talks with his father, never heard Jesus pray was because Jesus almost never prayed aloud. He prayed silently in the Spirit. Other forms of prayer. After these talks on prayer and worship, Jesus would, every once in a while, use other forms of prayer to help clarify some point or another for the apostles. He called these parable prayers, and he told the twelve that they were not to teach them to the people. Jesus offered them these prayers only to help them better understand his teachings. What Jesus didn't tell them was that many of these prayers were from other inhabited worlds in our universe. The following seven parable prayers are some of the ones that Jesus gave to his apostles. The authors of the Urantia book had to get specific permission from their higher-ups to put these prayers into the Revelation. So because of that, I haven't rewritten or changed any of them. These are each as written in the original part four, The Life and Teachings of Jesus. Number one. Our Father, in whom consists the universe realms, uplifted be your name and all glorious your character. Your presence encompasses us, and your glory is manifested imperfectly through us as it is in perfection shown on high. Give us this day the vivifying forces of light, and let us not stray into the evil bypaths of our imagination. For yours is the glorious indwelling, the everlasting prayer, and to us the eternal gift of the infinite love of your Son. Even so, and everlastingly true. Number two. Our creative parent, who is in the center of the universe, bestow upon us your nature and give us your character. Make us sons and daughters of yours by grace and glorify your name through our eternal achievement. Your adjusting and controlling spirit give to live and dwell within us, that we may do your will on this sphere, sphere as angels do your bidding in the light. 
Sustain us this day in our progress along the path of truth. Deliver us from inertia, evil, and all sinful transgression. Be patient with us as we show loving kindness to our fellows. Shed abroad the spirit of your mercy in our creature hearts. Lead us by your own hand, step by step, through the uncertain maze of life. And when our end shall come, receive into your bosom our faithful spirits. Even so, not our desires, but your will be done. Number three. Our perfect and righteous Heavenly Father, this day guide and direct our journey. Sanctify our steps and coordinate our thoughts. Ever lead us in the ways of eternal progress. Fill us with wisdom to the fullest power and vitalize us with your infinite energy. Inspire us with the divine consciousness of the presence and guidance of the Sepharic hosts. Guide us ever upward in the pathway of light. Justify us fully in the day of the great judgment. Make us like yourself in eternal glory and receive us into your endless service on high. Number four. Our Father who is in the mystery, reveal to us your holy character. Give your children on earth this this day to see the way, the light, and the truth. Show us the pathway of eternal progress and give us the will to walk therein. Establish within us your divine kingship and thereby bestow upon us the full mastery of self. Let us not stray into paths of darkness and death. Lead us everlastingly besides the waters of life. Hear these, our prayers, for your own sake. Be pleased to make us more and more like yourself. At the end, for the sake of the Divine Son, receive us into the eternal arms. Even so, not your will. Even so, not our will, but yours be done. Number five. Glorious Father and Mother in one parent combined, Loyal would we be to your divine nature, your own self to live again in and through us by the gift and bestowal of your divine spirit, thus reproducing you imperfectly in this sphere as you are perfectly and majestically shown on high. Give us day by day your sweet ministry of brotherhood and lead us moment by moment in the pathway of loving service. Be you ever and unfailingly patient with us, even as we show forth your patience to our children. Give us the divine wisdom that does all things well and the infinite love that is gracious to every creature. Bestow upon us your patience and loving kindness that our charity may enfold the weak of the realm. And when our career is finished, Make it an honor to your name, a pleasure to your good spirit, and a satisfaction to our soul helpers. Not as we wish, our loving Father, but as you desire the eternal good of your mortal children. Even so it may be. 
Number six. Our all-faithful source and all-powerful center, reverent and holy be the name of your glorious Son. Your bounties and your blessings have descended upon us, thus empowering us to perform your will and execute your bidding. Give us moment by moment the substance of the tree of life. Refresh us day by day with the living water of the river thereof. Step by step lead us out of darkness and into the divine light. Renew our minds by the transformations of the of the indwelling spirit. And when the mortal end shall finally come upon us, receive us to yourself and send us forth in eternity. Crown us with celestial diadems of fruitful service, and we shall glorify the Father, the Son, and the Holy Influence. Even so, throughout a universe without end. Number seven. Our Father who dwells in the secret places of the universe, honored be your name, reverenced your mercy, and respected your judgment. Let the sun of righteousness shine upon us at noontime, while we beseech you to guide us wayward steps in the twilight. Lead us by the hand in the ways of your own choosing, and forsake us not when the path is hard and the hours are dark. Forget us not as we go, so often neglect and forget you. But be you merciful and love us as we desire to love you. Look down upon us in kindness and forgiveness. And in justice forgive those who distress and injure us. May the love, devotion, and bestowal of the majestic Son make available light everlasting with your endless mercy and love. May the God of universes bestow upon us the full measure of his Spirit. Give us grace to yield to the leading of this Spirit. By the loving ministry of devoted seferic host, may the Son guide and lead us to the end of the age. Make us ever and increasingly like yourself, and at our end receive us into the eternal paradise embrace. Even so, in the name of the bestowal Son, and for the honor and glory of the Supreme Father. Although the apostles were not at liberty to use these prayers in their public teachings, they themselves benefited a lot from from them in their own personal religious growth. Okay, folks, that's it for the second part of Chapter 23 at Joboa and the Decapolis. We'll finish up with Part 3 here in a few days. Defend liberty, protect the innocent ones, get out there and find a way to serve man for nothing more or less than the sake of God. Bobby Keezer, out here.